From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up Presents the Sunday Sprint. Luke and I are back. Week 1, 2021, September 12th. Uh, we are here. It is warm. Do you know, Luke, that it's going to be 92 degrees in Kansas City today? No, 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 no. Actually, the place where it may most feel like football weather is inside some of these domes. Yeah. Yeah, you're not kidding. It's good to have football back. Even if it's still uh, warm and beautiful out there, that's okay. Uh, as you said, no, we're back. Here is weather, whatever it is. But most importantly, that means football's back. And that's always the best time of the year. Um, you know, my, my mom was watching the pregame proceedings the other night in Tampa, and she's like... Wow, these guys are really emotional. I'm like, no, it's just really hot and humid. So often, Luke, these games come down to fluky things, no pun intended. And I think it could be hydration today with the way the weather's going to be in some of these locales. Um, and especially you take, for example, Green Bay, New Orleans, that game being in Jacksonville because of Hurricane Ida infrastructure issues. And suddenly you've got a case, and same thing in, in Kansas City, hydration, cramps, all that kind of stuff factors in suddenly. Yeah, especially when you talk about week one and just the guys, you know, getting ready to go for the first time. And most of these players did not play in the preseason, so this is the first time they're going to go out there and actually play in a game in whatever it's been, eight months, nine months. Uh, and so for the first week or two, it could certainly be a concern with the weather and just breaking into a new season. And additionally... You know, I don't know if this will play a big role with football or the NFL this year, but we've seen in the other sports, when it comes to adjusting things because of the pandemic, you don't see the effects year one, but it's been year two. The NBA had all sorts of injuries this past year, not last year in the bubble. Major League Baseball, all sorts of injuries this year, not last year in the 60-game season. And maybe it's just bad luck for the Ravens, but they obviously have had all sorts of injuries. We've seen some injuries elsewhere with A.J. Brown, Austin Eckler, and Curtis Samuel, this guy, that guy. So I'm also looking out for that this year that if adjusting the schedule, no offseason last year, guys not playing in the preseason, if at a certain point it catches up to some of these guys throughout this year as well, additional regular season games this season as well. So not only cramping, I hope it's not the case, but looking out for if there's more potential injuries this season like some of the other sports. It's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that. This shows why you're a daily radio host in Charleston, South Carolina, <laughs> because these are the things you have to think about for segments. I had not exactly. uh, thought of that. And, and when it comes to the Ravens, um, how many running backs off the street can you find? Um, right. You know, they, they could run low. I was joking with somebody. I'm like, what is going on with these turf, you know, with this practice turf in uh, – in, in, in Baltimore, they're going to have to do some repairs, maybe figure out why some of these injuries are happening. Okay, for those of you who are new to the sprint, we do 15 minutes or so. It used to be 15 because it was a live show. Now it's a podcast, though it's recorded live. Uh, we try to keep it as close to 15 as possible. We, we do five games and then a bunch of ridiculous picks that come after. Uh, this week, because it's week one and we're kind of wide open, we're going to maybe hodgepodge around and, and bounce around to more than, than five games. But we always start with me as a Jet fan, Luke as a Vikings fan. So me as a Jet fan, look, it's the debut of Zach Wilson. It's the, it, it's the debut of Robert Sala. It's the debut of 
what the Jets hope is a tandem that lasts forever. But my concern, Luke, is not on that side of the ball. My concern is the defense. This is a defense that's going to have a bunch of guys in the front seven and then in the secondary who you may not recognize, names you may not recognize. Yes, C.J. Mosley is back, but they lost Carl Lawson to injury. They traded for Shaq Lawson. I don't know how some of this is going to come together. Uh, we have Quentin Richardson, sorry, Quentin Richardson and his brother, I, I believe Quentin Richardson. Um, we've got some guys who are not used to being in this spot. And hello, Carolina gets back Christian McCaffrey. And what do we always talk about, Luke, when it comes to rookie quarterbacks? Figure out a way to calm them down with a star running back. And, and with Sam Darnold, new face, new place, he's kind of a rookie. It kind of makes sense. So for me, I'm more concerned about the defensive side of the ball with the Jets than the offensive side, even without Jamison Crowder. And I'll throw in one more thought about the Jets. Uh, they cut Sam Ficken in uh, preseason. Sam just went on, on injured reserve with, with the Titans. Um, so Matt Amendola, that's spelled with two M's, not the same spelling, uh, not the same last name as Danny Amendola. Uh, this is an unproven kicker, really. So uh, I have my kicking concerns as well. Well, hope that it comes down to some sort of kicking opportunity uh, in this one today. I do think it will be a, uh, a good game, a close game. I was talking this week on, on the show that, um, you know, it's not the sexiest matchup of the day. It's not going to get the most attention, but it may be the matchup I'm most interested in for week one just because of the quarterbacks. You know, there are two teams that both may have losing seasons this year, but what an intriguing game today where the obvious comparison is if you were to get dumped and then you find somebody new and, you know, say you're both you're going to a wedding uh, of a mutual friend with that person who dumped you and it's a chance to, like, show off your, the, the new significant other and how much better you're off now. And, you know, Sam Darnold has an opportunity to get back at the Jets immediately with his new team, and I think he's in a better spot. I think he'll have a better year this year, and it begins today with that Jets team where he can kind of try to prove them wrong. And on the flip side, Zach Wilson, even though it's his first game, kind of has to show you don't want to lose to the guy that you're replacing or at least get really outplayed by the guy you're replacing. So you want to show, like, hey, you did make the right choice. I'm the guy to lead this team going forward. So I love this matchup of quarterbacks today. I think it's one of the most intriguing storylines of week one. Uh, with that said, as mentioned, I think Darnold has a much better year this year because of the pieces he's surrounded with in Carolina. And I think he plays well today, especially against that defense and the Panthers win. But I do think it's a good game. I don't think, you know, the Panthers were favored by about a touchdown earlier this week. I don't think they blow out the Jets. I think it's competitive. But I think Darnold plays better in the Panthers win. I don't think the Jets win today, but I think they go 9-8. and eight. Really? Yes. Wow. I, I have some optimistic yeah. hopes for this team. And secondly, I did not realize that relationship advice was now a part of <laughs> the, the uh, Sunday sprint. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll have to incorporate that into uh, my weekly appearance on the show. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, I, I lost my place and everything. Um, your game, Minnesota, Cincinnati. All, all I know is that Kirk Cousins was in the off, was in the news in the off season for a whole bunch of reasons that are involve politics, health, science, and stuff that's not related to football. This is a football show, and the bottom line is, if you would like to compete at a high level in the National Football League, it helps to have your mind in the right place. Secondly, this is the Joe Burrow comeback after the injury, and for my money. I think Cincinnati is the better team. I think Cincinnati wins today pretty handedly. I think this is just an all-out, um, 
just shootout kind of game at Paul Brown Stadium in Cleveland, and I think you're going to go crying yet again on 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 an opening day. <laughs> oh, something to look forward to. Yes. Uh, I think the Vikings are. Uh, I think the Vikings certainly have the better roster. I think if this game was played in a few weeks, I'd feel a lot more better about this. Exactly. I still exactly. think they should go on the road and, and win today. But there's a lot of moving pieces. I mean, they pretty much entirely made up that, uh, redid that defense. Uh, they're going to have, like, something, I, I think it's like seven new starters. I can't remember what it is. And, you know, it's going to take a little while, I imagine, to gel uh, where you add all these new pieces together defensively. It's like having a bunch of new guys on the offensive line. You have to get to, to know one another uh, for a few games first before you become a well-oiled machine. And I think they will be tested today because even though it's Burroughs' first game, I mean, we saw Dak Prescott the other night come off of that brutal ankle injury and then also have this shoulder issue or arm issue in the offseason, then he played maybe his best game. So with modern science, I mean, these guys come back and they're better than before the injuries. So I think Joe Burrow, even though it's only been eight months, nine months, whatever it is, he blew out his knee, I think he'll look just fine today. I still think the Vikings win. I think it'll be tough on the road. Uh, you know, they're favored by three on the road. I don't think they manhandle the Bengals. But I think the Vikings are the better team. As I mentioned, there'll be some um, uh, growing pains here, a learning curve early in the season that, that could make things more difficult like a game today. Is Pittsburgh-Buffalo an AFC divisional playoff a game preview? It could be. A lot of people are down on the Steelers. I think we're underrating Pittsburgh. Uh, and Buffalo may be a little overrated, but these are two teams that, you know, both will certainly be competing for a playoff spot. Wow, that's one of your shortest answers in Sunday Sprint history. Well, you know, I just went on about the Vikings, so I was trying to, you know, pass it off back to you. I don't want to do too much talking in a row, so, you know, <laughs> tossing it back to you. Um, here's what I find interesting. Big Ben goes through this process every offseason where he decides does he want to come back or not come back, right? And... Look, this is a team that has not performed its best in the playoffs, but they've gotten to there, or they've gotten close. It's a Buffalo team with Josh Allen that has made every single move that they've made to put themselves in a win-now scenario um, and to have all the pieces to contend with Kansas City to be the best team in the American Football Conference. And what I find most interesting about this team is that off the field, they have been in constant discussions about leaving Buffalo or potentially leaving Buffalo and trying to get a new stadium and trying to get funding for a new stadium. And I get it. You, you know, money's hard right now for some of these expensive stadiums. But if you look at what the Bills have done, isn't this a slam dunk to try to figure out where this money should come from for the stadium? I'm surprised this is even a story. Isn't this like year three of them trying to find money to build a new stadium? I would just basically call it Josh Allen Field and be happy as ever. I'm, I'm confused as to why Buffalo is having trouble here. Um, this is a franchise that should be in great shape. I hate stories like this uh, for a number of different reasons. I know it's a little more complex and it's not, you know, there's a little gray area, it's not black and white, but I always hate rich owners asking for other people to pay for their new stadium. And I get it's, you know, we're talking these stadiums, they're like billions of dollars now, they're so yes. expensive about how, much, how they make them. And these owners, I get, when you look at their net worth, it's not like they have all that money sitting in a bank, it's, you know, part that they own the bills, in this case, the hockey team and this and that. I get all that stuff. But the Pagoulas are some of the uh, richest owners in the NFL. Yeah. And to ask for the people that support the team, and again, I understand it helps, right, the tax, but if you pay the taxes, 
if you force the taxpayers to pay for the stadium, well, they get benefits out of it too, and the local restaurants, and it helps the economy, and this and that. And you know, ask San Diego if they wish they paid for the Chargers' stadium. I get all this stuff. I just hate the idea. It never sits well with me when you have billionaires asking for other people to pay for their new stadium. It'd be like if you went to your favorite, I don't know, store, and they asked you to help them pay for their new carpeting because you go there all the time. I don't like it. I don't get it. It's your business. It's your company. You have more money than everybody. You pay for the thing. And then to bluff with the move to potentially Texas, which why they would put another team in Texas, I don't think that would ever happen. Uh, but to, to bluff and to play uh, with the fans and to manipulate the, the city and the people, I hate that stuff because the Bills have been one of the most passionate fan bases, even when that team has been lousy for the majority of the last 25 years. Uh, and so to put fans like that through that, um, to try to you know get what you want and even be greedy in some cases, I always hate. The, the Bills belong there in that area. Uh, they have a great fan base. Figure out a way to get it done. And when you have millionaire owners, they should pay for uh, certainly a majority of their new stadiums. Luke coming out with some passion this morning. Oh, uh, stories. Is this all the stuff you can't talk about on the Moral Midday Show, 98.9 FM, ESPN Radio, Charleston? I have mentioned that before because that's one that bothers me enough. And we, you know, I lived through it in uh, Connecticut with the Patriots when they did the same thing. They wanted yeah. a new stadium and they bluffed coming to Connecticut. And we were actually on the, the waiting list for season tickets because it looked like it was going to happen. And then, you know, of course, the, the state of Massachusetts gave in and paid for their new stadium. I hate that stuff. It's don't play with the hearts of your fans just to get what you want. You're talking about billionaire owners. You can throw some money in, and if you want a new stadium, you pay for a new stadium. I would love a new, I don't need a new car, but hypothetically speaking, I would love a new car. I'm not gonna ask other people to help me pay for my new car. Uh, I know they benefit from going to a new stadium. I get all that stuff, the economy, yada, yada, yada. But it's for your company, it's your business. You have more money than anybody. You have put up the money. Some people may have had some audio issues at the very beginning of this podcast that's since been fixed. Week one jitters, you know? Happens to all of us. Um, Number two, um, wow, I I did not expect to have a public-private funding conversation on the first sprint of 2021. Let's stick on the football field. This conversation, by the way, is my way of saying that I think the Bills are the way better team than Pittsburgh especially defensively, and I think they win this game 31-3. to It's a blowout, not even close. Not, not even close. You can laugh in my face if I'm wrong. Um, speaking of, of, of being wrong, I do not understand why people think that this Cleveland Browns team is a team that can try to make a run at Kansas City in the playoffs. Kansas City is the better team in all parts, in all facets of the game. I get that Baker Mayfield has made progress. Hopefully they, they, hopefully they get Odell Beckham back, which will give them another piece. But I do not see them as a team in the AFC Championship game. Because for my money, Luke, and I don't know where you sit on this, I believe all roads still go through Kansas City in the AFC. Am I wrong? No, you're not. Certainly that's still the case, and that'll be the case uh, for the seemingly the foreseeable future here, at least the next few years. Um, Cleveland's one of those things you have to see to believe, uh, even last year. And then last year happens, and they make it to the playoffs, and they beat the Steelers, and you think, well, yeah, but you know, can they do it again, or is that kind of a fluky year? The Browns have not had back-to-back winning seasons since the 80s. And I exactly. know, you know, Baker Mayfield exactly. only been there a couple of years. Who cares what they did in the 90s and this and that? And they even moved, and they came back. Uh, you can't compare, but we're just... Um, 
but we've been conditioned to expect the Browns to disappoint. Uh, we haven't seen them put together back-to-back years like this in over 30 years, so it's hard to expect it. You kind of have to see it first. With that said, for today, I like the Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs blow out Cleveland. The Chiefs are favored by six. Actually, I think that's come down to five. I would take the Chiefs. Andy Reid is always great when he has extra time. He's had all offseason to get ready for this game. In fact, since he arrived to Kansas City, I think he's 7-1 in week one. You may remember when he blew out the Patriots a few years ago week one, and we were all talking, is this the end of Tom Brady in New England? Uh, because that's how good the Chiefs looked that day against New England. So I think they blow out Cleveland uh, today and uh, set the tone for the season. I do think the Browns have a good year. I don't think they compete uh, with Kansas City come playoff time. But in terms of today's game, I think the Chiefs come out. They'll be ready to go. Mahomes played in the preseason. Andy Reid's been drawing the plays all summer. I think they blow out Cleveland today. So basically, this has been a seven-month bye week for Andy Reid. Right, exactly. Okay. As most people know, Andy Reid is lethal uh, 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 coming off bye weeks. Um, Green Bay, New Orleans. A lot of intrigue here on multiple levels. Obviously, the Saints, I do not believe, and I've been saying this for weeks, I, I don't believe Jameis Winston is the starter. I think this is still a two-pronged attack uh, with Wilson and Taysom Hill. I think that you can make it work. I'm still skeptical about where Jameis's um, decision-making in terms of smart passes versus dumb passes will be. I think that you know he can easily be 30-30 again. I think not having Michael Thomas for the first part of this run is problematic. Um, but I think the Saints are a really good football team that'll find their way. Meanwhile, we have Green Bay and all the drama, and then Aaron Rodgers shows up. Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, they, they make some adjustments to make Aaron Rodgers happy. Yet, Aaron Rodgers did not play a snap in preseason. Also did not play a snap in any of the offseason anythings. Spent time with his, what, girlfriend, fiance? I, I, keep, I can't keep track of all these Aaron Rodgers uh, love stories. Anyway... He was in Hawaii, he was meditating, he was golfing, he was having conversations with Brian Anderson, uh, filibustering. Luke, I believe that today is going to be one of the worst Aaron Rodgers performances we've ever seen in a Packer uniform just because of rust, and I think the Saints win today in Jacksonville. Wow, I hope you're right. I think the Packers win today. I think they win pretty easily. But I, uh, uh, I, agree to a de- uh, I agree to a degree with, um, I think the only thing that derails the Packers season this year is this whole last dance idea. And if they can't coexist, the organization and Aaron Rodgers, and if he, you know, starts criticizing them publicly or he's just being a bad, you know, employee for a lack of a better term, uh, not being good in the locker room, I think that's where things could fall apart for Green Bay this year. But in regards to today, it obviously helps the Packers um, that this game is in Jacksonville as opposed to New Orleans. We certainly hope the best for everybody still recovering there in New Orleans, but in terms of the football story, uh, this is an advantage for Green Bay to go to Jacksonville and play at a neutral site. And the Saints, I've been saying all offseason, I think the Saints are last year's Patriots. You lose that Hall of Fame quarterback, I think they take a step back. I think they have a losing season this year. Uh, Winston brings some things to the table that Drew Brees doesn't, but what he also brings are, will be more turnovers and the lack of the intangibles of just being that veteran who's played in the system for 15 years and who can command the the huddle and was well-respected. I don't think Jameis Winston, you know, reads the defense as well, will get the offensive line set as well as Drew Brees, just the little things. And I think the Saints will be a team that will have to be driven by their defense this year. I think they struggle to adjust. I think they have a losing season, and they are looking for another quarterback next year. Wow. Big statement. I mean, yeah, hot takes for week one. 
Very. Luke, we're getting the end of our radio program. Oh. I know. It's okay. I'll be with you Wednesday at 1 Eastern. Okay. To preview the new PGA Tour season, the Fortinet Championship, kicking things off from wine country in California. Um, okay, Sunday Sprint, Luke Morrow, Jeremy Sean. Uh, game of the day, or week, but I somehow don't think Baltimore, Las Vegas is your game of the week. No, it is not. You know what? I think I may go Panthers-Jets. I'll be tuned in. Ooh. forward to seeing the quarterback matchup. There were some good matchups today, but it's week one. It's early. I don't know. I'm going with uh, the Panthers-Jets just because of that, that quarterback storyline. I love it. I love the drama. Love the drama. Yes. I can't figure this out. So I'm going to go with both National 425 games. Is that a cop-out? That's okay. Week one. We'll allow it. All right. Sleeper. Uh, my sleeper is how some of these rookie quarterbacks play. Uh, and, and this is what I mean. I believe that Houston, with all its problems, that Tyrod Taylor is better than Trevor Lawrence. So I believe that the Texans will beat the Jags today, even though Trevor Lawrence has better long-term success than Tyrod Taylor or Deshaun Watson or anybody in that orbit. Number two, I believe that Tua will beat Mac Jones today and the Patriots will lose that football game. I think Tua is, as I, I think Mac Jones is the better uh, long-term quarterback than Tua, which is why I think the Dolphins have been linked to the Texans in the Deshaun Watson post-legal issues sweepstakes. But I believe that the veterans beat the uh, newbies. So the incumbents beat the rookies, however you want to look at it, uh, tonight. That's my sleeper um, for this week. And kind of a unique one. I would say for my sleeper, I'm going Cardinals-Titans. The Titans were a playoff team last year. The Cardinals hope to be a playoff team this year. And the over-under is like 54, one of the highest totals of the week. It may be the highest. You have two teams that have terrible, bad defenses and should have good offenses. But a lot of questions around the Titans. They have the most new starters on defense. They have a new offensive coordinator. They bring in Julio Jones. I'm curious to see what this new-look Titans will look like this year. But in terms of today, I think that's an intriguing game. I think we see a bit of a shootout, a lot of points. Um, Two teams that are hoping to do some some good this year so i'll keep an eye on that one my 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 first two minute sleeper game of the day is uh giants uh broncos i just want to see what saquon looks like and then after that i'm flipping out of that game no interest uh your game to watch golf during luke uh you know what i think it's the I think I would say the primetime games, both of them. I think the Rams blow out the Bears tonight, and I think tomorrow uh, Ravens-Raiders just nah, that doesn't do it for me. Uh, I think the two primetime—I think it's a good slate week one, but the two primetime games are a little lackluster. I love you, um, NBC Sports PR, but promoting this is the first time fans inside SoFi Stadium, and maybe it's because the Jets played the Chargers last year, so I don't have that you know, new car fresh sentiments towards this I, I i don't get that as a hook and i'm with you i think matthew stafford puts up like 56 points and like 500 yards so i think this is a pretty one-sided uh game 
Um, finally, the um, segment that Luke never prepares for, the person or player to watch today. Oh, I never gave my, my game to watch golf during, um, by the way, which is San Francisco-Detroit. I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start, so ugh, see you later. Sorry. Oh, I like the Lions with the, uh, the point spread plus nine. I think they surprise. Keep it close. Uh, your person or player to watch, the segment you never prepare for. Yeah, and I'm going to cop out here week one because I, there's just too many. Uh, I always look to the to the quarterbacks. So whether it's Matt Stafford um, debuting with the Rams on Sunday Night Football or it is the rookies like uh, Trevor Lawrence and a Mac Jones debuting. There are so many – Sam Darnold in Carolina, Zach Wilson in New York. There are so many great quarterback storylines today, new guys in new places, and you always want to make a good first impression. So allow me to cop out and pick like ten of them. It's the new quarterbacks with new teams that want to start well today. Robert Sala, do you challenge correct calls at the correct time? Do you call timeouts at the right time? All the game management decisions. Jet fans still have scar tissue issues because of the Todd Bowles era of poor game management. How does Robert handle his first real head coaching game? That's mine, Luke. Yeah, the new era begins. And by the way, the uh, golf you can watch is the... um, is uh, the 50 and over squad on the PGA Tour Champions, the Ascension Charity Classic outside of St. Louis, 3.30 Eastern Time, over on Golf Channel. If you want more exciting things, 2 p.m. Eastern on Golf Channel for the European Ryder Cup selections. Luke, Happy New Year. We'll do this again next week. I can't wait. We'll see you all then. Thanks for joining. Bye-bye.